Welcome to Hope City Online. It's so good to see you today. and We hope you're going to be blessed by the message today. If you do enjoy our sermons, then why don't you press the subscribe button and the notification bell so you don't miss out on any one of our sermons. We upload them every single week. And if you want to give to us today, there is a link to donate in the description. Otherwise, we hope you enjoy the message. Hey everyone, great to be able to speak to you today. Well, it's been a big week, hasn't it, Andrew? Big week in indeed. Australia, in Victoria. And, uh, and so we see we're unfortunately going into another lockdown. And, uh, and so what we want to focus on this time is obviously staying connected and relationships, right? We know that God's still moving in a powerful way yeah. in our lives, in our church and, and in our city. Amen. That's right. But, uh, but we really want to focus on staying connected in this time. It's a huge thing. Uh, we, we're looking at biblically, we look at connection is really important. It releases power. It releases um, the prosperity of the Lord in our lives. That's right. We see God set up family and community that way. And so that's what we're talking about today, isn't it? Yeah, gonna, it's going to be good, Dean. Yeah, talk on relationships and, uh, and it's going to be a great time. So uh, we look at this, the blessing of the Lord all throughout Scripture is released through family, is released through connection, having healthy relationships. We see that, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure you can see You've seen in your own life, in my life, when relationship isn't done well, it can cause dysfunction, can't That's it? Right. We see that in families, we see that in the world. And, and so this is a, a big area of our lives that we want to get right and actually understand God's revelation in this area. Yeah. We see in Ephesians, one of my favourite books, I love Ephesians, and uh, Ephesians talks about the first three chapters. It's all about what Jesus has done for us, right? All about Jesus and the church. And the next three chapters, chapters four, five, and six, it's all about our response to what God has done, right? Mm. And that response is really interesting because the main thing that the Apostle Paul focuses on in chapters five and six is relationships and family and learning to have healthy relationships and the power that that brings. And verse six, uh, chapter six, it finishes with, you know, the famous spiritual warfare passage, yeah. the armour of God. And, uh, and it's amazing that he's put that there and he hasn't put that there by mistake. Yeah. It's because he's put that there because the Apostle Paul realised the power of family and connection and what, how God wants to release his blessing in our lives through that area. That's right. And so we're talking today on what family, what connection in our lives provides. And it mm. provides protection, partnership, purpose, and prosperity in our lives, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. So let's dive straight into it, hey? Let's go, Dean. Let's go. So the first thing is family provides protection, which is covering, isn't That's it? That's right. And, uh, and the Apostle Paul talks about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. He teaches about this principle of covering. He says, But I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ. The head of woman is man, and the head of Christ is is God. That's interesting. It is. It's a great passage and it teaches us a lot about spiritual covering. Yep. Spiritual covering, Dean, is a protective wall around our lives and what that does, it covers us with the authority of the one that's covering us. And yeah. so we all need this spiritual covering. God delegates covering for our protection, for our provision, yep. and also for our prosperity. So it's really important Amen. that we get under covering. Yeah. You know, if you're an orphan and, you know, I've told you my story, Dean, but mm. I grew up with that sort of orphan nature and we want to 
orphans want to rebel against that covering. They yeah, don't understand do. it. Yep. They've been hurt. They've been in pain. And they rebel against this covering that God wants to give them. So they don't get the protection, the no. prosperity and the power that really God wants to give them. You know, they live an independent lifestyle, constantly rebelling against what God wants to give them. And they don't realize yep. they're harming themselves. You know, yeah. the Apostle Paul in his day, he talked about how women prayed with their heads covered. It was a cultural thing, but yeah. he talked about that because he was pointing to a deeper spiritual reality yeah, right. about spiritual covering. Yeah. And he said it was a sign for the angelic realm that they were covered. That's amazing, Interesting thought, isn't it? isn't it? Yeah, and he says that in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 10. He says, for this reason, the woman ought to have a symbol of authority on her head because of the angels. Yeah, so it took me a long time to get my head around that it's one, trying one, to it? work out what he was talking about. But I believe, Dean, that he was saying that if we're not covered, we're vulnerable to every attack from the realm, in the, the spirit realm, angelic hosts, yeah. the fallen angels. Yeah. Head covering symbolizes that we are covered. So the woman was covered by the man, and in turn, the man was covered by Christ. So the yeah. woman would wear a head covering, and then the man would wear what we call a kippah, which was a skull covering. And I said, Eugene, <laughs> that would probably come in handy for me to put the old That's skull right. covering on. Yeah, look maybe, like maybe, a... maybe me in like 10 years, 20 years time, hopefully uh, Maybe not. shorter, Dean, you just don't know. <laughs> we'll see. So it's a picture of God covering his people, yeah. which is really important. Yeah, and so Paul, we see that through scripture. The apostle Paul is really clear that people need covering. We need covering, it's That's really right. important. And we see that, that God the Father, he covers Jesus, which is interesting. Jesus covers man. Yeah. And then man covers woman. And, yeah. and people can confuse that covering, can't yeah. they? Because often, often people think that covering is, is about, you know, control and yeah. manipulation. It's not that at all. Yeah. Covering is about protection and empowerment. And that's we need right. that, don't that's we? That's right. So the one that's providing the covering is actually serving those under them. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the right. whole thing that we're trying to relate to is that covering so important that it, yeah. it, it gives people the opportunity to thrive under that covering. Amen. So yeah. in Isaiah verse 11, let's go on and talk more about this covering. Isaiah 11 yeah. verse two says, and the spirit of the Lord will rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the mm. spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of the knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And his delight is in the fear of the Lord. This is talking about Jesus. Mm. And he will not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor will he decide by the hearing of his, he of his ears. Really yeah. important, that Dean. Yeah. That Jesus' delight was in the fear of the Lord. He recognized spiritual authority. So Jesus was under the authority of the Father. He yep. recognized spiritual authority. And it says he did not judge by the seeing of the eyes or the hearing of the ears. Mm. This is really important because when we have significant people in our life and their behavior doesn't measure up, and that was for me, Dean. Yeah. I had a lot of significant people in my life and often their behavior didn't measure up no. to what I thought they should yeah. be. And so often I would rebel against that authority because I thought they didn't deserve it. That's right. You know, if you're a godly man, then I'm going to follow you. But if you have any <laughs> flaws in your life, then I'm not going to follow you. I'm not yeah. going to honor you <laughs> because you don't measure up. Yeah. But it, it, it really, my problem was I didn't recognize spiritual authority. Yeah. I misunderstood it. Yeah. I thought it meant that I would only obey and follow those that were perfect. And that's not what this scripture is talking yeah. about. Uh, it says that we're not to judge by the hearing of the ear or the seeing of the eye. Rather, yeah. we're to recognize spiritual authority. Yeah, it's really important. 
many people, you know, it's the spirit of the world, isn't it? And they That's shoot right. themselves in the foot. That's right. Because the person they're following, they see their some flaws. Yeah. And then they're like, nah, catch you later. Yeah. And they don't realize that power of covering. That's right. And we see this example actually in the life of Hannah, don't we? Hannah, she had had was praying for a child for years. Yeah. Imagine this. She was praying for a child for years. And, and her her request from God for a child, which is amazing, didn't actually happen, wasn't granted until she understood this principle. So That's right. in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 13, it says this, Now Hannah spoke in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. So she was praying in the temple, but you know no one could hear her. Therefore Eli, who was the priest, thought she was drunk. Right? Pretty funny story, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so Eli said to her, How long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. Yeah, so this is a powerful passage. We see her answer to prayer, Dean, yeah. had little to do with the uh, behaviour of the priest. He, he wasn't right. a great priest. He didn't have his act yeah. together. No. He was anointed by God, but he'd fallen away. Yeah. And, and so her answer to prayer had more to do with her honouring Eli yeah. than the behaviour of Eli. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. And then, yeah, it goes on in verse 15. But Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord. So it's amazing that he calls him Lord. That's right. I'm a woman of sorrowful spirit. I've drunk neither wine nor intox intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken until now. So she responds to Eli's you know, behaviour. Yeah. She responds with honour, doesn't yeah. she? Yeah. And we see that as she responds with honour and respect, even though his actions didn't necessarily deserve it, yeah. uh, it resulted in her baby being born, which is amazing. Yeah. You, so, you think about it, Dean, imagine if you came to church and the pastor <laughs> spoke to you like that. You've come right. in, you're praying at the back of the church yeah. and, and he misunderstands you and he calls you out and he abuses you. Uh, yeah. Most people would be offended and they'd walk God. They'd get out but, of there. But not her, she, no. she honours authority. Yeah, she understood that God had placed him yeah. in her life for that reason. Yeah. It's powerful. And, uh, and then we look at how that finishes off. The entire family, it says in verse 19, the entire family got up early the next morning and went to worship the Lord once more. Then they returned to Ramah. And when Elkanah slept with Hannah, so there's something that still we have to do, right? Yeah. There's something in the natural that has to happen. The Lord remembered her request in due time and she gave birth to a son. Mm. Incredible. It is. What, what a picture for us that her breakthrough came when she honoured the, yeah. the, the priest. Yeah. She knew instinctively, Hannah knew, what Jesus would one day say. And I'm going to read to you from John 13, verse 20. Jesus said, most assuredly, I say to you. So Jesus is saying, this is, yeah. this is revelation. Listen carefully. He who receives whomever I send receives me. And he who receives me receives the one who sent me. So Jesus is saying, if I send someone to you, you better receive them yeah. because they come with my authority. And that's a real key thing for us to understand because sometimes, in fact, a lot of times, God's going to send to us people that yep. we don't recognise. We don't like the package. We don't like the way yep. they look. You know, it's like, God, send me someone else. That can't <laughs> be the right person. Yeah. And so we misunderstand that God has sent them. And so we miss the authority and the yep. blessings that they bring. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about Judas, you know. Think about this, Dean, that Jesus sent 12 disciples to go into mm. all of Israel, anointed, 
to heal the sick, cast out demons. And Judas was one of those people that was sent. What an odd package. He was a thief and a (laughs) robber. Yet Jesus sent, and those that honoured Judas and the anointing that he carried because of Jesus got their breakthrough, got their miracle. Imagine if they had said, well, I don't want you, Judas, you know, I I don't want to receive. They they would have missed out on the authority and the blessing. And so it's so important that we recognise the authority that God places in our life. Mm. And here's the thing, the package will manifest the true condition of our heart exposing whether we're submitted to God or not. And, you know, I wrestled with this, Dean, because often I hated the package, you know, because I saw flaws and sometimes I would rebel against that. And what the truth was, I was rebelling against God's authority. I'm saying, God, I don't like the package you've sent. Send me another one. You know, I don't like the way it's, it's the ribbons and the bow on this package. I don't want it. And I was actually rebelling against God's authority. And I didn't recognize that. I thought I was just rebelling against a man, but truly I was rebelling against God. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it's powerful. That's a powerful revelation. And we actually see that even with the Pharisees, didn't we? Yeah. As Jesus said in John 8 verse 19, he said, you neither know me nor my father. If you had known me, you would have known my father also. So the yeah. Pharisees had that spirit where they didn't want to, where they didn't want to submit to the authority of the Father. And so when the Son of God comes, they don't even recognize that's him. That's right. Yeah. Wow. So, and so that's yeah. right. So those who know the Father, they recognize his authority. That's important, isn't that's it? That's right. So we, we give another person authority and covering in our life by submitting to them. And uh, when we do that, that empowers the person that we submit to to pray for us effectively. Yeah and to truly cover us. So I wanna just very briefly pray for those that may have struggled to come under covering and authority or may not have that in their life. And you know, I wanna just remind you by my experience that it's so powerful. Covering provides protection, it provides prosperity, it provides all the things that you so desperately need. So Lord, I pray for those that may not have covering in their life, Lord, today, Show them the covering that you've given them. Lord, open their eyes to see that covering is not there to manipulate them or control them, but it's there to bless them and prosper them. We ask these things in your name, Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, there you go, Dean. And then the next point is that family provides partnership. And that's a really powerful point. Yeah, this is really important. I've seen this in my own life. It's really powerful that Family first provides that covering, connection is covering, and now we're onto partnership, right? Yeah. And, uh, and we see that um, in an amazing story in Exodus. Uh, this is the, the Israelite army. They're coming up against the Amalekites, right? They've just come out of the promised land. And you've got uh, Joshua and the men in the field in the battle. And, uh, and it says in Exodus chapter 17, verse 11, that Moses, he's up on the mountain, And as long as he held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. So Moses up on the mountain and then the Israelites are down in the middle of the battle. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him and he sat on it. Aaron and Ur held his hands up, one on one side and one on the other, so that his hands remained steady until sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite, Amalekite army with the sword. And, yeah. uh, and so we look at this passage and we see that through this, that 
really the, the community connection, it provides partnership for us to succeed in life, right? It provides partnership for us to live successfully and to live as overcomers. That's right. I would say to people that, you know, you will struggle to live as an overcomer if you're not, part, if you're not in partnership with That's people, right. right? It's really powerful, isn't it? And so we see that Moses needed Joshua. Joshua, he needed the Israelite army. And then Moses and Joshua both needed Aaron and Ur, right? It was a partnership with everyone. They That's all right. had God-given roles. And, uh, and the thing I love about this is that Moses, he was the man who carried the presence of God, the authority of God. And it says that they won with the sword. And, uh, and I believe that that sword is they won with a physical sword, yeah. but they also won with the spiritual sword, right? right? There was a spiritual battle and there's a physical battle. And that's always happening in our lives that there's a spiritual battle going on and there's a physical battle going on. I'm sure maybe you're experiencing things like that right now. And we need that partnership to win the battle in the spirit first, which is what Moses was doing, mm. and then to win the battle physically, which is what Joshua was doing. Joshua, he was the leader, the fighter, and he was in the valley and he was, he was going after it, right? And, uh, and I love that, the whole fact that two is better than one. And, uh, and we see that with Jesus, even with his disciples, right? That's right. In Luke 10, uh, you know, sending them out on a ministry trip, their first one together. And, uh, you know, I remember going on, on my first one. You probably do, Andrew. It's a yes, bit, I do. Yeah, a bit daunting. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but he sends them out. He doesn't say go on your own. He says, Go two by two, right? Because Jesus understood that to come up against the devil, to destroy the works of the enemy in our lives, to succeed in our life, we need partnership in we our do. life. And, uh, and so that's what I love. Family provides partnership. And this is a, a really important part is that this family and connection provides partnership, but partnership only works through honour. Yeah. Partnership works through honour. So imagine this, imagine Moses telling Joshua and the Israelites, you go fight the battle and I'm going to stand up on the mountainside with my hands lifted up with my staff in my hands, right? I, if I was Joshua, I'd probably be thinking, Flip, what, what's my leader thinking? Yeah. You know, he's not coming with us. Join us in the battle. Yeah, that's right. Show Get in there stuff. with us. If we're going to die, you know, <laughs> you're, going to, you're going to have an easy out, right? He's up there drinking lattes. <laughs> that's right. So, uh, so, you know, Joshua though, he understood honour, didn't he? Yeah. And it's really important because he understood Moses, his, the role of Moses, and he honoured Moses. He says, yep, you are better up on the mountain winning the spiritual battle for us, and I'm better in the valley yeah. fighting. Yeah. And, it's uh, really important, isn't it? Ephesians yeah. 6.2 says that children are to obey their parents. Yeah. In the Lord, for this is right, honour your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so Amen. you may go well and that you'd enjoy a long life on the earth. You know, yeah. a lot of people into exercise and diet, <laughs> and it's really important for yeah, long life. It is. But honour is way more important. If you want to live long in, the life, in life and you want to be successful, yeah. it says to honour your father and mother, because that's where the blessing of God flows. It's the highway of life. Mm. And so when parents and children come into agreement, into partnership, there's great power there. And as yeah. Dean, you said, honour is such a powerful uh, point in this that it releases the flow of life. So when everyone understands their role, like you said with Moses yep. and, and Joshua fighting down below, when parents and children understand their roles yeah. and there's honour that flows there, there is a release of God's blessing in the household. Yeah. Amen. 
And, uh, and many people ask, well, you know, like, what, what is honour? Yeah. Because you know, we understand, well, okay, we're told to honour. What does that mean? And, uh, and honour, I, I love this, honour is placing value on the God-given role that a person has in your life. It gives permission. That's really important. It gives permission for God's grace on that person's life to flow to you. That's good. And, and that's what we saw happening with Joshua and Moses. And, uh, and another great example of this is, is King David and King Saul, right? Before David becomes king, uh, he, he learns to honour. And it's, always, it's a fascinating story because think about this, right? Saul, he gets to the point where, you know, David is anointed as king without Saul's permission. And, uh, and God's kind of saying, well, there's going to be a transition, but Saul is still king, right? And David comes along, Saul begins to get jealous of David, but David understands the power of honour, he understands that God hasn't yet removed Saul as king, right? And so, so David is going to honour that. It gets to the point where Saul is trying to kill David. And, uh, and, and I love that the scripture where David's hiding in a cave and he has the opportunity to kill Saul. But he says to his friend, mm. he says, I'm not going to touch the Lord's anointed, right? That's honour because David was discerning the Lord's anointing on Saul's life. He was discerning that, no, this person has a God-given role yeah. as king. And so he understood that if I want to receive from him, if I want to be successful in life, I still have to honour even when Saul is coming after me, even when Saul's not acting right. And, uh, and so that's so important. And David, he went from outcast to king by the age of 30. Yeah. So pretty young to become a king. But it shows us the power of honour in our lives. It shows us the power of partnership and then how honour flows through partnership and works together. That's really uh, good. Teaches us to live as overcomers. And one of the main ways that I've learnt to honour is when we serve, we serve people out of love and joy. And specifically, we serve leaders. We love leaders. We honour with our words. We speak blessing and not cursing, right? We're even the leaders of our nation we're called to speak blessing over them. We don't, we don't curse our leaders. We pray for them. We want them to succeed and to prosper. And that's the, all leaders in, in our life, really important. And then we give gifts. You know, I love giving gifts to those, to, to those who I want to honour, to show them that I love you, you're valuable in my life. I love receiving those gifts. That's great. Well, one could be coming on its way. You don't know. Fantastic. <laughs> and, uh, and here's one of the things is there was a time I remember when I was in my earlier 20s. And, uh, and I remember I really wanted to grow in the prophetic, Andrew. And so you may not know this, but, but I, I saw that gift on your life. And I remember seeing you praying for people and that you were very prophetic. And so I remember thinking that that's, the, that's a gift I want on my life. Mm. And so I remember thinking, well, how, how, do I, how, how do I get that? You know, how, what do I do here? And so I remember serving you in the prayer lines. I remember you were praying for people. And I remember I'd get you a water, I'd be, I'd be catching for you, I'd be ready. And, and that whole time I was learning as well. Yeah. But it was in that serving, it was in all that, in that place of honour, whether now I feel like I can flow in the prophetic really well. I that's saw really a good. fast tracking in my life there. That's um, fantastic. So that's the power of, yeah. of honour. Yeah, that's a really good point. And now we move forward to family providing purpose and destiny yeah. and what a remarkable thing to think that when we're connected with one another, there's a release of divine destiny on our life. And that's released 
through the power of connection. Yeah. And Acts 9 verse 26 says, when he, which is talking of Saul, came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him with good cause too. <laughs> Not believing that he was really a disciple, but yeah. Barnabas, good old Barnabas, took him and brought him to the disciples yeah. and said, and talked to them about how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord and that the Lord had spoken to him and how in Damascus he'd preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. In other words, he's saying he's rigid edge, yeah. he's a true disciple. He's ready to go. He's ready to yeah, go. Yeah, I love Barnabas. We all need a, a Barnabas in our life, right? We do. He's a great man. And Scripture actually doesn't talk a lot about Barnabas, but um, it's powerful that he shows us in this passage that connection and family it releases us into our destiny, provides right. purpose for us, That's right? right? Uh, it births our destiny. I like to call it like that. Family births our destiny. And, uh, and we see Saul, he was a bit misunderstood, wasn't he? Was. He was. Poor, poor Saul. By, uh, I mean, he probably earned that, right? But anyway. He did kill a few people. He did, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but he was a bit misunderstood by the apostles and the disciples. You know, they think, is this guy legit or not? Um, they, they didn't see the call of God in his life, did they? Yeah. They didn't see that, that Saul was a, was a man anointed by God now. He had a radical encounter with Jesus. And, uh, and so the, the apostles didn't see that, but Barnabas did. And, uh, and it's amazing the fact that Barnabas, he said, no, Saul is a man who is anointed by God. He saw the gifts on Saul's life, right? He saw the anointing on Saul. He, he saw that Saul had... Uh, an amazing call from God. He, he saw into, I guess you could call it into the spirit and on who God uh, calls Saul to be. And uh, it's really interesting that out of that, Saul, he, he becomes Paul, has that transformation. Yeah. And he goes on to be a mighty apostle, writes about a half of the New Testament, incredible revelation from God. And, and he brings revival to multiple cities. He moves in the power of God, released into his destiny. And, and so... The whole point is that he had a Barnabas in his life. Yeah, you need and that. You do. And this is what family and connection provides for us. It's really interesting that that name Barnabas, uh, it's the son of encouragement or comfort. And so this is what family provides. Connection, healthy relationships. They provide in our life comfort, nurturing, love. They begin to call out our destiny. Amen. They give us a place to grow. But uh, in the Greek, it's really interesting that Barnabas's name actually means son of the prophet. That's right. And, uh, and that's really interesting. I would put it to people today that family is actually prophetic. God set it up to be a prophetic culture where it's releasing us into our destiny and into our calling in life. It's, it's pulling out the gifts and the anointings in us. It's being prophetic yeah. and saying, this is who you are. This is who you're called to be. That's and, good uh, thing. And that's, that's what Barnabas was doing for Saul. And, uh, and who became Paul. And, uh, and I always say that that's really the importance of church family, right? Yeah, you're, because, it, that's right. Because often we don't get that. We, we some, well, often people we see in the world, they haven't gotten that in their own family. Yeah. And so we always encourage people, you need to connect into church family. You need to connect into the church because this is the culture in the church. The church provides this where this has been lacking before in our lives. Yeah. So we believe that people will never find the fullness of their destiny yep. without the context of church community. That's because right. as you said, that's that's where the prophetic flows. Yep. And so if people today are isolated, they're not part of a church community, there's going to be chunks of your destiny that are missing because it gets called out in the context of a prophetic community. Yep. Yeah, 
That's really powerful. Yeah. That's really good. And so if we look at that, you know, we'll say that connection, it causes us to find our place, right? Yeah. And it says that in Corinthians, doesn't it? Yeah. First Corinthians 12, 27 tells us, now all of you together are Christ's body and each of you belongs to one another. Yeah. Really powerful. So we're all a body and uh, you don't know you're a foot unless you're connected to the leg, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> so we all, we all need each other. We need that connection to then be released into our calling, our giftings in life. Um, that is really powerful. And we see this in Paul and Timothy. So I, I think Paul got this from uh, Barnabas and then Paul, he actually released this to Timothy. He does. Timothy was his, you know, Timothy was his spiritual son. And so we look at this in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18. It says, Timothy, my son, I'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies I once made about you, so that by recalling them, you may fight the battle well. And, uh, and so Timothy, he was an incredible man. He was leading a church in Ephesus, a huge call of God in his life, functioning in the power of God, wasn't he? Yeah. And, uh, and we see here that he's struggling a little bit. And so it's his relationship with Paul that's actually pulling him through. Paul's providing encouragement. Paul's giving, obviously giving him prophetic words and reminding him of those prophetic words, it's good. which is really powerful. And, and so we're looking at this is that family propels us into our destiny. Many people probably don't realize this, but there is a war over our destiny. There's a war over our destiny. The devil wants to try to keep us from functioning Absolutely. in God's calling and assignment upon our lives. And people don't realize, but the way he does it, this is his strategy, he's a, he's a one trick pony, right? Yeah. The way he does it, is that he does it by trying to keep us isolated. Mm. Because he knows if we're not in community, if we're not functioning, connected to church family, in healthy relationships, he knows he can isolate us and try to, and stop us from functioning in our calling and anointing. He knows we need that. Yeah. And, uh, and it says that in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10, it says, we're not meant to be unaware of his schemes. And many people ask, what, what are his schemes? And if you, if you actually read the context of that passage, he's talking about unforgiveness and bitterness. So that's all about disunity. The devil tries to bring unforgiveness and bitterness in our lives because he wants to cause disunity in our relationships to try to isolate us from connection and from family. So then we won't have that encouragement, that comfort, that love and that prophetic uh, that prophetic call on our lives to call us into our destiny. Yeah, and it's interesting, Dean, that the devil would, sorry, the enemy with Israel, when they came against Israel, they would always pick off the stragglers at the back. Yeah, and right. so we want to encourage people that if you're isolated today, if you're not part of community, if you're listening, you're not part of a Hope Hub mm. or, a, or a church, you may have been wounded and, and there may be unforgiveness in your heart. You know, we've all been through that. And as yeah. Dean shared, it's part of the devil's ploy to keep you from reaching your destiny. And we want to encourage you, reach out and Amen. get connected. With yep. all our hearts, we say, reach out, talk to us, email us, contact us. We'd love to connect with you today. Yeah, yeah we would. Yeah, it's really powerful. And so we want to encourage people today that if you're, if you're struggling even with your calling and assignment in life, yeah. where are we at at the moment in the world? You might feel insecure in that. We want to encourage people that you find your destiny when you are connected into family That's and right. community, which is powerful. And, uh, and the last point we see, Andrew, that family provides 
is prosperity, right? Amen. I know this is one We're all of, into one of prosperity. Yeah. And it uh, provides prosperity and increase. Uh, when we're connected to the right people, it brings prosperity and increase in our yeah. lives, doesn't it? Yeah. And so I want to highlight this with the parable of the of the virgins. You've obviously read that, Dean. And yep. many of us are familiar with the parable of the of the 10 virgins and maybe not quite understand what all that's about. But one of the thoughts I wanted to leave with you today is that when it comes to the kingdom of God, righteousness or being a virgin, mm. uh, which is what that is a picture of, is not yeah. what separates people, it's wisdom. So this wow. old parable is talking about the church and, and the kingdom. Mm. And what separates the foolish from the wise is this whole concept of being wise. It's not that you're a virgin, that you're righteous, it's that you're wise. That's what yeah. separates you. So we need to be connected to the house of the wise. Amen. So we're prosperous. And particularly in this time when there's a lot of financial shaking going on, you today, you and I, we need to be connected to the house of the wise. It says that five of the virgins were foolish. This comes from the Greek word Dean Moros, mm. which means brainless, dull, lacking understanding. <laughs> so we don't want to be like that. No, we don't, we don't want to be like the five foolish virgins. So when it comes to the kingdom of God, purity doesn't qualify you. And a lot of people think, what? That's a yeah. bit odd, but it's yeah. so true. You know, that's not what qualifies us to function in the kingdom of God and receive the blessings of God. We need wisdom. Yeah. That's Amen. what qualifies us in the kingdom. So the virgins were either foolish or wise. And so we want to be wise. Five virgins, it said, lack the ability to understand the mysteries of the kingdom. Yeah. And it's wisdom that unlocks the kingdom. Yeah, that's powerful. So there were five, it was interesting. You got five wise people and they were wise because they connected with four other wise people. Makes right? sense. Yeah. And then you've got five foolish people. And why were they foolish? They were foolish because they were connected with four other foolish people. So yeah. it's the people we're with is really yeah. important. There. And that's what Psalm 1 verse 1 talks about, that yeah. you know, it's so important to be connected with wise people. Yeah. And that's what the kingdom's about. It's about being amongst wise people. See, it says the foolish had a lamp, but they had hmm. no fuel for the lamp. Yeah. They showed themselves as being really foolish because they wanted to borrow oil from those and they, they'd yep. never paid the price for the oil. They no. wanted to borrow oil, but they never paid the price for it. It's a bit like people that come up to you and they say, Dean, you know, tell me what to invest in. You know, I, I don't want to understand all the mechanics behind it, but just give me the latest tips so I can make some money. They yeah. want to write off what others have paid the price for. That's right. They've studied, they've learned, they've understood the mechanics of how to invest. And the foolish just want to come along and come for a free ride. They've never Touch paid the price. Yeah. That's right, for wisdom. Yeah. And so we're saying today, there's a price of wisdom by association. So one of the things about being in the house of God, the family of God, yeah. is that you begin to associate with wise people. The kingdom's about Amen. wisdom. Yeah. You know, there's a great example of this with Ruth yeah. in the Bible. She went from uneducated and poor to incredibly successful simply by association, yeah. associating with wise people. Yeah. She let go of her best friend, um, <laughs> Oprah. She it's did. a bit of a strange name. It is. And probably a good decision because her name meant stiff-necked, stubborn wow. and willful. And yeah. she, she dumped Orpah and she went and followed her God friend, which is Naomi, which Amen. is a really good decision. It is. And, and we say, it's a good phrase, isn't it, that the 
last three letters of friend should indicate the purpose in, the, in, your, in your life, right? That's right, yeah. yeah. In case you're wondering what the last three letters of friend in, <laughs> it is. End. That's right. Yeah, we got there. So if you want to get to the right end, you need the right friend. Exactly, yeah. It's really important. So Orpah in the Hebrew dean occurs 33 times. It's really interesting. And in mm. Exodus 33, by coincidence, God says to Israel that they, that they can't go with him because they are Orpah. In other yeah. words, they are stubborn and mm. it's stiff-necked. Yep. So Ruth understood that she could never get to the end that she wanted in the kingdom if she hung around Orpah. She needed to ditch her and get a new friend, which was Naomi. Yeah. And so she clung to Naomi and she ended up with Boaz, whereas Orpah ended up with Brokaz. <laughs> and so I don't know about you, but I'd rather a Boaz than Brokaz. And so she made yeah, a really good that. decision that day. No, that's a, that's a good one. You, you came up with that one well? Yes, yep, yes, it's a good line. <laughs> And so we see in Hebrew there as well that Ruth, the name for Ruth means friend, right? And it comes from the root word ra. And that means to keep company with or to break. So that's a powerful revelation. Yeah, so sometimes you've got to break the company that you're with. And yeah. We say that often there's no breakthrough unless there's a breakup. <laughs> and, um, you know, if yep. you want to move into new company, sometimes you've got to lose the old company. And I'm really... Uh, mindful right now, Dean, particularly because it's difficult for people, yeah. or a little bit more difficult for people to connect, that we make a real effort to connect with the company of the wise. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've seen some Christians making really poor decisions because they're mm. associating with with the, the wrong crowd. Yeah. And so, yeah. so sometimes your breakthrough is related to your breakup. Yeah. And uh, you know, often people think that God's going to bless them in the same place that they've been broken or been in pain, but often not realizing that God uh, throws our blessing way away from where we are so yeah. the wrong people don't follow us. You know, yeah. We saw that with Abraham and Lot, that God throws a blessing way away so Abraham leaves Lot. The other example I can think of right now mm. is when Jesus led the blind man out of the village. Uh, you know, yep. the village was his problem. And so he had to break up with the village he to did. get his breakthrough. So, so often God's saying, I want you to leave what's comfortable yeah. and I'm actually going to move your blessing to a new location so you leave, leave the people that you were with. Yeah. And, and, and I've seen this over and over, Dean, so many Christians yeah. refuse to leave bad associations yeah. And they yep. don't live with the company of the wise. Yep. This parable of the f uh, five foolish and the five wise virgins is all about that. Yep. You can be a virgin, but you can be foolish. That's right. And so you don't get your breakthrough in the kingdom. Yeah. And so, you know, we want to encourage people that, you know, your right connection will lead to prosperity. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We want to encourage every person today that, you know, it's, it's the blessing of the Lord is in our friends. You know, it's the fact that, Show me your friends. I'll show you show you your future. Right? That's right. And uh, and so sometimes it can be, uh, you know, there can be pain there in friendships, maybe in leaving. But it's showing discernment in uh, in connecting with the right people is yeah. really important. And often God can't bless us because of who we're trying to take with us. Yeah. Right. You know. And so and so we want to encourage people today that be wise in the connections you make. And uh, and so that's powerful. That's the provision of family in our lives is it provides protection, it provides partnership, it provides uh, that covering and it, it provides uh, what we're looking for is the prosperity and being released into our destiny. Yeah. That's powerful. So 
We're going to pray for people right now. Yes, so Lord, we pray right now that everyone that can hear this broadcast, they would enjoy the power of your connection with mm. one another. Lord, Amen. we pray that through this connection, they would receive provision, they would yep. receive protection and partnership, all the things that we've covered today. Yep. They would truly know the value of being connected one to another. Amen. Lord, we release destiny in their life as they come together. For those that may be isolated today, draw them by your spirit, we pray. Amen. Lord, encourage them, we pray, not to live as orphans, but to live as those that are truly loved by you and by each other. Father, we bless them today in Jesus' name. And so it's been so good to be with you today. I know, yeah. Dean, it's been great to share with you and Loved to it. share these ideas. Yep. And we bless everyone today. May you have an amazing week and stay connected. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you for watching Hope City Online. We really hope you were blessed by the message today. And if God's spoken to you, why don't you leave us a comment? We would love to hear from you. If you do enjoy our messages, you can press the subscribe button and the notification bell so you don't miss any one of our sermons. And if you want to give to us today, the link is in the description. Otherwise, we'll see you next time.